ओम ज्ञान ज्ञानंजन शलाकाया चक्षुर्मीलिम येन थस्मा श्री गुरव नम Well, I can't say because I have so much false ego that I I always criticize all these rascals who are enemies of Krishna. False ego means the consciousness of denying Krishna to be the supreme. So, if we don't criticize these rascals who imitate Krishna, then we increase our false ego. Wrong criticism is bad. to criticize those who should not be criticized is wrong and to fail to criticize those who should be criticized that is equally wrong if we uh if we what is that monam laksh monam samati lakshanam that silence is a symptom of uh assent is krishna wrong when he says namang duskritino mudha prapadyante naradhama maya pavitagana asurang bhavamashritaha is he wrong to fail to repeat this means uh, failure to accept the words of krishna that is false egoism i've discussed these points elaborately in my uh, essay the speaking strongly in shrila prabhupad's service on speaking strongly It's not so small it's it's almost like a medium book isn't it hmm 200 pages and bigger pages so it's not so small it's not it's it's not it's not so it's not so chinna it's so you can translate that actually the prototype edition is in that my memories of shila prabhupad which is available here on the bookstore that's finished now There were just four or five copies there. Huh? Why? Get it out and put it on the stall. It's ridiculous. Put it on the stall. Otherwise, otherwise you're either a murha, a naradham, a maya, a paritagyana, or an asura bhava mashrita. Get it out and put it there. Why don't you put the? We have a book, and you don't put it out. Why? Get it, get it and put it out. So, uh, in saying this, I'm aware that uh, what I am saying is not what might be said by many other persons within Iskon today. In saying what I just said, I'm aware that what I'm saying is not what many in Iskon today would say. But anyway, uh, in that. essay there are dozens i mean several hundred evidences from shastra and from shrila prabhupad statements and previous acharya statements why we should and must speak strongly and clearly so whether we should follow what's current in iskon today or whether we should follow what shrila prabhupad said you can decide for yourself anyway what's the next Maharaj, is there any spiritual injunction that a devotee before initiation should be free from sexual desires? Spiritual injunction or scriptural injunction? Spiritual injunction. Yeah. Okay. No, there's no such injunction. If you're free, if we're free from 
material desires, then we wouldn't be in this material world. Unless we have come to lift others up, we're an avatar. But even uh, devotees who come from the spiritual world to lift others up, they also take initiation. But uh, before taking initiation, one should exhibit a desire to overcome material desires. That should be there. Yeah. Like other social activist movement work for co-protection, ISKCON also does it to some extent. But people in general feel ISKCON is not full-fledged in doing it so. So they feel ISKCON can join with other social welfare movements to make it big. Is it right as far as the Vaishnava perspective to do that? I answered this in detail uh, recently in Baroda uh, by saying that there are many such movements with which we sympathize, cow protection movements, vegetarian movements, environmental protection movements, promotion of Sanskrit movements. But we can't put all our energy into any one of these movements. Our movement is the Krishna consciousness movement. And that includes everything. If people become Krishna conscious, that is the uh, best method of cow protection. And without that, cow protection is, without Krishna consciousness, cow protection is incomplete. So we're working toward a uh, complete uh, uplift of human society. Recently in Sikundarabad, I met one advocate who was trying to protect cows by saving cows that were being sent to the slaughterhouse. But he was able to, he told me he was able to do very little and uh, it was very, very difficult to even do the very little that he was able to do. Because as long as people uh, see cows as economic units for which they can, they can get money out of them, then they'll think of them as something to be sold and slaughtered. So by establishing rural communities of in which cow protection is central, um, then we wish to demonstrate the principle of how cow protection is economically best for human society. In, mo- in modern industrial consumer society, cow slaughter is unavoidable. Modern industrial consumer society. There must be some word in Tamil for this. It must be. You must have invented some word. I mean, because that's the whole world's, the way the whole world culture is going. You, if you don't know the word, you should find out because these are important words. For, just like I was saying this morning, we're not just, uh, we're not like you see on TV, these uh, these Cereals they have of rishis with long beards sitting in Himalayan caves. We we have service to do addressing the issues facing society today. So uh, yeah, con- modern consumer society. You should know the term cons- what consumer society is. Yeah. So modern cons- consumer society is its the the very mentality or, or ideology behind it destroys all good qualities of the human being. It's based on Kam, Krodh and Loba, which are the three gates to hell. And everything is measured in terms of its economic uh, 
worth. And economics is based on a quick turnover. Again, you need the words. Quick transformation, you can say, maybe. Without any concern for the environment or for people's finer sentiments, if by blasting some rock you can extract some some uh, chemical, some metallic ore, then do it. Never mind that, the, just like in Salem next to the temple, the huge land is laid waste by manganese extraction. So that's considered normal and proper. Never mind that the whole land around is just completely laid waste for who knows how many generations. So in the same way, they think, well, a cow, it stopped giving milk, so just kill it. Otherwise, it's not, that's just practical, because otherwise you're spending money and you're not getting money back. So if you kill it, then immediately you get so much money. So the Krishna conscious approach to life is completely different. And again, this is one of the gifts of Srila Prabhupada that makes him unique among Acharyas. No Acharyas previously uh, had to address such issues as this. And even after Srila Prabhupada came to the West, some of his godbrothers started going to the West and they preached Krishna consciousness, but they don't take up issues like this, about how the whole society needs to be reformed on a Krishna conscious basis. Uh, many, you know, many modern preachers of Krishna consciousness, they, they're concerned to tell others about various leelas and subtle bhavs of Vrindavan. I was just reading something uh, Srila Prabhupada said about, he was discussing with some of his disciples, just now I was reading it, about how yajna is required. People are suffering from lack of rainfall. Yajna is required. We should perform Sankirtan. And then you have to have faith. Everything will come. That is Krishna's promise. When Srila Prabhupada arrived in Hyderabad in 1974, I think it was. Uh, at the airport, one journalist asked him, Are you a Dvaitavadi or an Advaitavadi? Prabhupada dismissed it as an unimportant question. Prabhupada said, There's been no rain here for two years. People are suffering from drought. The real thing is to perform yajna so that there will be rain. So, Sankirtan Yajna is required, Prabhupada said. We'll, we'll, we'll come here and we'll perform Sankirtan Yajna. And with Srila Prabhupada's disciples performed Sankirtan Yajna in the city and within two days there was tremendous rain. Bella, tell the people to perform Sankirtan Yajna. So, Srila the, the Krishna conscious outlook is completely different. Krishna. Or, or the, especially the, the Krishna conscious perspective given us by Srila Prabhupada is completely different. Instead of trying to make adjustments within this demoniac society, sorry if that word offends you, but it's actually a fact that this modern society is demoniac. Instead of trying to protect a few cows while thousands are sent to the slaughterhouses by the demons, better to change the whole society. That's a much... Uh, That's a much greater ambition than building, than simply building goshalas to protect old cows. So Srila Prabhupada, his, uh, solutions, they were meant for everything, for the environment, for the, uh, 
for the psychological problems of human society, for cow protection, for everything. So if people accuse that we're not doing much about cow protection, you can tell them that their ideas can never be successful. It's a good sentiment, but at most they can protect a few cows while the great majority are slaughtered. But uh, Krishna consciousness has the potency to change the whole society and make it better in all respects. So what a serious mission it is. There's slaughterhouses for cows. There's slaughterhouses for humans also. They're called schools and colleges. That's exactly the term that Srila Prabhupada used. People are proud. My, my child is going to the best college. Best college means the ones in which they have illicit sex at an earlier age. All, this, all the most prestigious colleges means that the children, they get thoroughly contaminated at the earliest possible age. Modern education means they teach you all kinds of lies and the character is totally spoiled. So Srila Prabhupada pointed out that the, the main aim of education is character building. People don't care. They think, oh, my child's going to a good school and they'll get a degree and this and that. But in the meantime, they learn to break all the pr- regulated principles, simply producing polished animals, sophisticated animals. So we should close all the slaughterhouses. But uh, Srila Prabhupada's aim was to show something, not just philosophical exposition and to show a better example. Hmm. Be Krishna conscious. That's the that's the whole point. That's what Srila Prabhupada when he said when he was asked, "How can we please you the most?" And Prabhupada answered, "If you love Krishna." We see generally con- that there is conflicts. There is conflict of opinion between disciples of different spiritual masters in various issues like criticizing false sadhus, kirtan standards, temple maintenance, etc. and so many other details. So it seems there is no full synchronization and energy seems to... Uh, there is no full synchronization. And energy seems to lose in these things. So will there be a general standard set by ISKCON or GBC so that ISKCON as a whole remains as a powerful movement? Well, it's inevitable that after the departure of a guru, uh, his disciples may have some differences in outlook. There is some effort by the GBC to establish kirtan standards. Uh, from what I see of the Gorya Mat, even though it's split into many groups, um, the largely on the basic principles. Uh, they, they, it's pretty much the same. Possibly be, because of the spread of ISKCON all over the world, um, and because of the modern way of thinking that uh, that everyone's entitled to their own opinion, then uh, there, are, there are many different opinions within our society. So it's certainly a great challenge facing our society to translate Srila Prabhupada's desires and teachings uh, into the modern world where yeah, there are various ideas everywhere. But if we examine Srila Prabhupada's teachings carefully, uh, I don't think it's very difficult to find general guidelines on pretty much everything. So, as I understand it, it's 
it's a matter of uh, wanting to properly follow Srila Prabhupada. It can be a little tricky to understand because Srila Prabhupada did make various adjustments for his for preaching in the West where frankly the people or the culture is just animalistic. So whether such adjustments should remain forever or if we should make more adjustments to the animalistic society, that could be a subject of of opinion. So, you know, we could have kirtans which sound more like some rock group or something like that. Just for instance, which is already, it's already in some places like that. But uh, Srila Prabhupada clearly from his instructions preferred only Madanga and Kartel. So, if we stick to that, that's better. Yeah, what else? Will, will Iskon be able to become united and strong? I don't know. I don't see any sign of that very soon because there are uh, you know, there are very different approaches. For instance, um, among ourselves, we we try to keep some quite what are considered by others quite strict standards. That in our temples and in these yatras, everyone should rise early. Everyone should wear Vaishnava dress. Uh, everyone takes. Krishna Prasadam. We don't have tricks or magic shows, just chanting Hare Krishna and speaking basic Krishna Kata as Srila Prabhupada did. So you may say, well, that's okay, but that's it's too strict and not many people will come. So someone may say, well, it's better that you just let anyone, they can let anyone come, they can wear whatever they like and uh, you don't have... They they can wear whatever they like. They can have mustaches and beards. And we don't have to stress rising early. Actually, in some, it's becoming quite common, it seems, in the West at least, that when they have camps like this, they don't even have a morning program. They start at like 7 or 8 in the morning. And uh, they have all different kinds of programs to try and attract people, which on a somewhat superficial basis... Things like uh, mass hypnotism, laughter therapy, laughter therapy, yeah, past life, yeah, that hypnotism and then bringing out your past life memories. What? Empathic hearing, teaching people how you have to sit and listen to all the nonsense people speak and say, hmm, hmm, yes, very, very good, very nice. So, maybe many people will be attracted, but there won't be much Krishna consciousness. There are seminars in which they recommend that the most important thing to do is to smile all the time, and lots of jokes, and keep everything light, and keep everyone happy. So, uh, personally, I don't go to these kind of seminars, because I would feel uncomfortable in them. And uh, probably people who like to go to those kind of seminars wouldn't like to come to these ones. So how are you going to bring the two together? I don't know. Or even if it's desirable to try to put the two together, I don't know. If if we follow the program that Prabhupada gave us of rising early, having kirtan, chanting our rounds, taking only Krishna prasadam, what's wrong in that? Why why do anything else? 
how to be humbler than blade of grass in mind and actions and in that consciousness chanting Hare Krishna. How to? Well, why are we not? Why are we not humble? What are we proud about? What have we got to be proud about? Someone's good-looking more than someone else. Someone can sing better than someone else. Even someone who is no, who's not better than anyone in anything else, they may still be proud for no reason whatsoever. Anyway, that, that stage of perfection of being completely pure and humble, that won't be attained overnight. We should uh, follow the process of sadhana bhakti given to us by Śrīla Prabhupāda, uh, always... Uh, striving to come to the perfectional stage. And gradually that will come. It won't happen overnight, but keep on going. Oh, it's six o'clock. You're supposed to go up for high now, no? Six o'clock. I'm supposed to go to that. Okay. As the devotee advances in Krishna consciousness and ultimately attains liberation, Prema Bhakti, his body... Liberation? Liberation? ultimately attains liberation and prema bhakti. Okay, all right, I'll just answer this question then. His body becomes spiritualized. What does this spiritualized body mean? Is it no more consist of material elements as might appear to be so by the fact that some devotees go back, go back to God in the same body as they have? The material body which is engaged in Krishna's service is considered spiritualized because it's engaged in Krishna's service. Just like this microphone can be considered spiritual because it's only used for Krishna's service. The example is given that if an iron rod is placed in fire, it attains the quality of fire. An iron rod that's placed in fire if you take it out and place it on someone's arm, it will burn them exactly the same as if you applied fire directly. It is not fire, but it has attained the quality of fire by absorption, by, by constant proximity to that fire. So the body of a pure devotee, or the body of a devotee is composed of material elements which are fully spiritual because they are fully engaged in Krishna's service. There are some devotees who go back to Godhead in the self-same body, but generally that is not the case. All right, Hare Krishna, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Um, now you all please go for Harinam Sankirtan. And I'm called, called to a Pandal program, which is organized by devotees here. They're also having an all-Kerala meeting just here in Guru. The Iskon devotees of Guru Bhaya have organized that, so I've been called to that. I'm going there now. Hare Krishna.